Hello and welcome to Thinking Outside the Box with me, Tim Box. And me, Britt Box. We talk about all things to do with your mental health and your emotional well-being and how to navigate your own mind in these strange times. But we are not doctors, so please don't confuse any of our advice for medical advice. And although we come at things with a slightly more light-hearted perspective, please don't think we trivialise any of the stuff we talk about, because we certainly don't. But because we come from a different perspective, we call the podcast Thinking Outside the Box. Hello, Mrs. Box. Hi. How are you doing? I'm tired. You're tired. <laughs> and I'm really worried about my microphone. <laughs> okay, so the, for, for the listeners, the difference in our recording setup is Brit's wearing a hoodie. Yeah, I don't normally, I, well, I do wear a hoodie a lot, but not uh, not normally when we're recording this and I'm worried my microphone is just like... <laughs> well, it's going to scrape against your hood. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Um, hopefully... <laughs> Well, if you're listening to this, we haven't had to re-record it, so it's good news. I'm not re-recording this. You're getting it how it is. Brilliant. So all the words of wisdom with the slight... Yeah, yes. Okay, brilliant. So it is exactly one year year. since we started the podcast. Who'd have thought I would still be doing this? We are continually astonished to still have you with us. I I thought I'd bail out on episode 10. Really, I thought I'd buy new recording equipment on episode 10, but then, you know, here we are. <laughs> so, a year in on episode, what is it, 35? 35. So we haven't quite done one a week because we have lives outside of this. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of averaging, what is it, two two a month we're averaging, isn't it? Some, no, more than that. Is it more than that? We're, at, we're actually averaging just short of three a month. Oh, okay. So but, two, 2.5 a month. Well, see, what we did, we started off doing them weekly oh, and then... We did not keep that up, but we did for a while. We did quite well, I thought. Yeah. But now we're doing them. So, well, we're trying to do them fortnightly now. Aren't Can we? I just say we managed to do them once a week when we were in various lockdowns? <laughs> yeah, that's true. And also because we had loads to talk about, so we were like, "Oh, let's do a podcast on this. Let's do a podcast on that." Yeah. And now it's just as things crop up. Yeah. So, yeah. But we're um yeah we got um. Every couple of weeks, I think, people yes. can expect one. Yes, between uh, every fortnight to every three weeks. No, hang on. What, what, every fortnight? Every fortnight. <laughs> yes. keep... Why is it called a fortnight? Um, well, that's something I probably could have Googled before we came, if I'd have known <laughs> you were going to ask that question. I didn't know I was going to ask that question. If anyone knows why it's called a fortnight, let me know. I'll, I'll probably Google it once I finish recording this, because I'll need to know. Yeah, by the time people are hearing this, you'll already know. Yes. Basically. You know, do you ever have that thing where you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, huh? Can cows actually go downstairs or not? And then or like, I'll Google it, you know, why why don't penguin get frostbite? You know, that sort of thing. Wow. No, I don't, actually. And we wonder doing... why one of us sleeps and one of us that's doesn't. I, I'm busy sleeping when I'm in bed at night, you know, that's, that's what I'm there for. So. I'm not. I'm, I'm searching a penguin depressed. Oh, don't search that. Oh, that's no. the most that's the most saddest video on the internet, isn't it? <laughs> Did, have we spoken about this on the podcast? I think we might have done. I, think I was might watching YouTube and there was a, a thumbnail came up and it said, a penguin depressed. How am I not going to click on that? How are you going to put that in front of me and I'm not going to click on it, that? It, I don't know. To be fair, they gave us fair warning of what it was. <laughs> I love penguins. And it was a penguin that just like just was walking off into the distance and the voiceover guy. <laughs> Well, he, well, he was he, he was very clear that the penguin had no mate and no purpose in life, and and it was some it was the way he said it. It was like, and he's walking off in that direction, and he knows there's nothing there but ice and snow, and you know where where they go to to thrive and breed. He was going the opposite direction. Oh, yeah. So, and then the following day, Tim came upstairs and I was crying, and he said, "Are you okay?" And I said, "No, I'm thinking about the penguin." Oh, the tr- depressed oh. penguin. Oh, I often think about him. Oh, do you? Yeah. Well, I mean, 
He's dead now. Let's be honest. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to drop a bombshell. Honestly, I feel like sometimes. Sometimes I think we could do a podcast. On this. Sometimes I just want to cry. Um, and I now know that if I want to, if I just I'm in the mood for a cry, I'll put on a Penguin Depressed or I'll put on Ghostbusters Afterlife. Amazing. No, honestly, <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I know a yeah. lot of people that get a lot of benefit from just having a cry having regularly. A cry. You know, sometimes we just got to. I don't know, just got to let the emotion it's out, like haven't we? It's like a cathartic we? release, I think. Yeah. It's Especially like... if you're crying, not not because you're, you're crying because something's happened to you, because that would be terrible. Um, but, you know, just an emotional release, watching well, a sad film. One of my good friends who's, who's in the same profession as me very much regards crying. And this is why she likes it when clients cry in her sessions, not because she's like some... Ah, sadistic. Well, this is it, not, not <laughs> some horrible person, but because she regards it almost like, you know, our emotions are like a, a basin filling up. Yeah, and we have to let the plug out sometimes, and just and just drain it all out. And I think, yeah, I I, t- I sort of get that. I mean, there was that episode. Did you ever used to watch um, Everybody Loves Raymond? No, I didn't. No, there was an episode of that where. So it's, if you don't know, it's an American sitcom. It's about a family, basically, like all American sitcoms. And <laughs> um, he goes to work one day and decides to just pop back and surprise his wife with his face at the window, <laughs> and he thinks he's going to give her a scare. And he looks in, and she's just sitting on the sofa crying. Aww. And the whole episode is them. Then him, without wishing to let on that he knows she was crying, Asking trying to why she was yeah, crying. sort of poking <laughs> and, and and spying and trying to work out why she was crying. And in the end, she he asks her outright at the end, and she's like, "Just some days, you know, not often. Like you know, once a week, once a fortnight, something like that. I just like to sit down, and have a cry, think about people I've lost, Aww. think about times Thinking in my about life, the penguin." The penguin, yeah. yeah, and and it was like, yeah, I sort of, I think that was the first time because it was many years ago. First yeah. time I thought about that as actually a positive a activity. I yeah, was like, yeah, yeah, why not? It's, there's nothing wrong with that, is oh, there? Yeah, treat yourself to a little bit yeah, of a cry. Treat today. yourself to a cry. <laughs> I mean, I don't know whether it's you know, let's let's do as much of it as we can. I don't no. know if that sort of vibe, but yeah, you know, if um, you feel like it. Yeah, if you feel like it. Right, we're we're off to a we're off to a right old positive start. Yeah, <laughs> but this uh, this. Fortnite's podcast. Yes. This episode, as it is. were, a very special one, isn't it? Yes. It is Tim and Brit answer your questions about Tim and Brit. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I put a call out on my Instagram for um questions for this episode because genuinely, so I follow I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. One of the ones I listen to is um Canadian True Crime. Of course it is. Which is hosted by an I mean, Australian. I just want to point that out. <laughs> Canada and true crime, two of your favourite things. Yeah, two of my favourite things. Um, but it's, yeah, it's called Canadian True Crime. And on her first anniversary, she did a Q&A special. So I'm absolutely just stealing uh, her idea. <laughs> well, that's what ideas are for, exactly. after all. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that'd be good. For our first anniversary that I didn't think we would make, um, let's, do, yeah. let's do a Q&A. So I put a call out and I got some questions. So, so how, how should we do this? Well, this is the first time I haven't made like a page of notes for a podcast because it's just like, let's, let's see what happens. And this so. is the first time I... Have a page of notes. Well, I have a I have a post it. A post it of notes. <laughs> I have yeah. a post it of notes. I've I so I actually just this morning told my Instagram follower that um, <laughs> <laughs> that I was that we were doing this one. So I've got one question in from somebody okay, that, that we can do at some point. I've yeah. got quite a few questions, but I've narrowed it down to just uh, just a handful because otherwise this episode would be six hours long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I've narrowed it down. And um, do you want to just kick us off with the first question then? Okay, I'll kick us off. First one, I've gone light. Okay, good. And this is this is from Ali, okay. and this is what is your funniest memory of each other? Oh my god. <laughs> 
Wow. That's... Now, because I've written the questions down, I You've had a chance I've had, to think, had, about, had a chance to think yeah, about yeah. this. So I'll go first go on. while you have a think. I had two. Um, but one of them I didn't know if you'd want me talking about on the podcast. So I've got Amazing. <laughs> it's that funny, is it? It's the seatbelt in IKEA. Oh yeah, go on. I don't mind. I don't mind. <laughs> so this, I have two. These these are my two. Um but this was very, very early on in mine and Tim's relationship. And we went to Ikea and he had a, a car that he was borrowing. So it wasn't his like actual car. Um, it was a little bit old. There was some, several things wrong with it. Anyway, and we get in the car after we've been into Ikea. Now, Tim has got this wonderful disposition where he doesn't get angry and stressed and annoyed at people no 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 thank you for thank you for um just pointing that out before <laughs> I just want to you caveat start this. No, yeah, yeah. he doesn't get annoyed with people he's not that kind of guy however inanimate objects <laughs> or they feel his wrath so i, I just like to say not so much these days because uh, i feel like i've learned a lesson yes. from this incident in particular <laughs> yes you know you have you have you have come down but this is uh, this is my funny so this is probably eight years ago i reckon um and we get in the car and tim goes to <laughs> tim goes to put his seatbelt on and it just won't come out you know like just when it gets stuck and he is just just furious with this thing, just trying to get the seatbelt out. And I'm finding it absolutely hilarious <laughs> to the point where I've had to just look out of the window and, and just try. Because you know when someone's angry, if you're laughing, it will just make it worse. <laughs> I thought I was worried I might be scaring you with my rage. Yeah, but <laughs> but it was like well then I sort of heard you go. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. And I appreciate it's not that funny when I describe it, but it was hilarious just watching him lose his shit over a seatbelt. <laughs> I don't honestly that's in in my memory since I've known you. I think that might be the angriest I've ever got. <laughs> I don't. I don't recall getting that level of. Oh, it was uh, so funny. Even if I tell you, if the guy who invented or made that seatbelt mechanism had strolled <laughs> past the car at that moment, or he'd have you'd had some harsh words from you'd me. You'd have gone, "Excuse me, sir." Yeah, I'd have, I'd have probably got very polite and said, "Can I just uh, just have your attention?" Yeah. Um, so that was the one I wanted to talk about, but I didn't know if you'd be okay with me talking about it because I know it was That's a very traumatic fine. incident for you. I, I consider it to be a slightly different version of me. Yes, was, it was yeah. a character building incident. <laughs> exactly. Um, but the other one that I thought of, which makes me laugh, that I've got a video of that I watch fairly regularly is from our Halloween party. Oh yeah. And uh we'd had a we had a couple of bevies, <laughs> a couple of drinkies, and you were wiping down the beer pong table. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't know why, but it's just the funniest thing I've seen in my life to the point where every so often I will just go back and watch that video because it makes me smile. It was I, I think I got on one that that year because it was and this was before covid as well oh yeah it was well just before keep, COVID. beer pong you know so your your ping pong balls are getting wet mm -hmm. they're going in drinks they're mm -hmm. then landing on the floor where it's a fluffy carpet yeah so they're going in, you're drinking your drinks yeah i was very sanitizing very only retentive about making sure that every, the, the playing area was clean the balls were sanitized <laughs> in, a, in a separate bit of yeah and it was um Oh, no, it's, I thought I thought it's quite a good job. Actually. If anyone wants to see the video, DM me and I'll send it to you. Brilliant. Because it is hilarious. So there you go. That's, they're my funniest. You, you know, you should put it up as the post about this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. My, my, I just thought about what is my, the time I've laughed the most. You know when you laugh and you can't stop laughing? Yeah. And so in the same way that as I was getting angrier and angrier with the seatbelt, you were say. laughing more and more. I know what you're going to say. Right. So very early on in that relationship, 
I said not that early on. So we weren't living together. You assaulted me. I, I assaulted you. This is this is like it's just you know, it keeps on giving this gift. Of, um, so you were. What were you leaning over me? And I was sort of stroking your cheek. Yeah. And and you you were just sort of you'd come in to say something. I was stroking your cheek, and then I just <laughs> playfully slapped your face. <laughs> like it wasn't even. I mean, it wasn't like. Phew, Take that woman. It was just a little playful slap on the face, but it definitely was more than a stroke. But it was more than affectionate. And and the look on your face—I've never seen a look like it. It was like you know when you see films and they they sort of animate the eyes, flames in the eyes. It, I, I swear that's what I saw in your face. And and it was just the funniest thing in the world because it was like. Oh, that's how you wind her up. <laughs> and then, and then the more I laughed, the angrier you got, and it ended up with you. A physical like, fight, I think. Yeah, yeah, basically um, <laughs> taking me to task. Yeah, so, yeah. I we, pinned you down. That yeah, was yeah. It. There was cushions were flying. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. But it was just so funny, and I just again, when I need a smile, I think about that. So, just to clarify, you think about the time you slapped me around the face, and I got annoyed. That's what makes Tim love. That's what that's what makes us a great couple. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a tap, and you were like, because I know what happened. I saw it in your face as you were doing. You were like, oh, I could just, <laughs> I could just, whoop, 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 <laughs> you wouldn't let me like touch your face for ages after that. I would not. I'm still wary about it. <laughs> right. Well, there we go. Oh, that there was our go. funniest memory. Thank you, Ali. Uh, thank you for that question. That just reminded me of some funny times like that. <laughs> I mean, to be fair. It's hard to think about because we do laugh a lot and we do have some funny times. And I'm sure as soon as we finish the podcast, yeah. I'm going to be thinking of others. But that is just, if I think about when could I just not stop laughing, <laughs> it was like, even though, you know, it's like I'm making it worth by laughing now. <laughs> the trouble was when I was thinking of them, and this is exactly going to just tell you the sort of person I am. I had loads of times come to mind. Mm. But they were all times when I made myself laugh. Brilliant, yeah. So you're just sitting there and suddenly you burst out laughing. Like, yeah. I'm fucking hilarious. <laughs> I just want to point that out. Um, yeah. yeah. And yeah it was, to be fair, you are, you are quite funny. Thank you, you? yes. Yeah. Um, uh, that's, that's a big step up from my ex who used to say, you're not as funny as you think you are. I'm like, just because you don't understand my humour. Oh, no, no, no. You're not as funny as you think you are, but that's because you... Oh, I am. Yeah. <laughs> But you actually laugh at my jokes, which is yes. very important to me. If people don't Amazing. laugh, if people don't laugh at my jokes, I think there's something wrong with them. <laughs> no sense of humour. Yeah, I'm like, are you listening? Are you cold and dead inside? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, do I need to repeat myself? We, we have a friend who shall remain nameless, and I crack jokes around them all the time, and they don't laugh. But yeah. I don't think it's because I'm not funny. I think it's because she's not fucking listening. <laughs> I think so they don't understand. That's what it is. That's <laughs> Let's just assume. If there's silence in the room when we crack a joke, clearly I've understood it. Because <laughs> we do that, eh? Oh, <laughs> eh, eh. <laughs> right, anyway. Um, okay, next question. This is from Amber. And this is, what has been your favourite episode to research and record? Oh, my God. Oh, I wish I'd got that question beforehand. I would have looked at right, all the episodes. I said to you, do you want these questions before? And you said no. Yeah, but I you thought said, it'd be just better to be spontaneous. Me. Now I'm regretting it. Because okay. both questions you've asked me, I would have liked some time to think well, about. I'll go first then. All right, go as on. As always, then. I've had a bit of time. Lovely, go on. Um, for me, I really enjoyed researching the superstitions. Oh yeah, podcast. I liked that very much because yes. we found out some interesting superstitions. And we, if you missed that one, please go back and listen to it. But I put a call out on my Instagram to get people to send in 
their superstitions and I can't remember any of them off the top of my head. They were fascinating. They though. were they yeah. were really good. Proper yeah. like old wives' tales that you've never heard before, different cultures, superstitions. Yeah, that actually I would agree with that because that was the one it, it sort of it vaguely at times felt like it wasn't any more a mental health podcast. It was just like, <laughs> isn't this weird? That was well, I think that was our first step into do you know what? If you think about it, everything is about mental health. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. And true, that, true. I feel I should uh, pre- pre- preface. Do you say preface or preface? Preface? I do not use the word, so I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel I should uh, preface this with, um, yes, so for 2021, we stayed very firmly on mental health topics, anxiety, depression, this, that, and the other. Um, but I'm sure you will appreciate, listeners, that um, there's only so many times we can talk about the same topics. Oh. So I think for 2022, we're going to be ever slightly diversifying it will still be all to do with mental health and emotional well-being but it might be in ways you don't expect and we won't even expect until we make a connection nice thanks um so yeah i i yes i think the superstitions one i very much enjoyed Hmm. and um (laughs) because i'm a grade a narcissist with uh, the with main character syndrome uh my story Hmm. only because when you say it was your favourite episode to research and record, because I've done all the research. Yeah, I well, that's just, it. Yeah, you I lived could just it. tell my story. Yeah, I just, I lived it. That was one of the reasons why... Um, Gone full method on it. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I um, felt so prepared to do my TED Talk, mm. because it was about me. Yeah. It wasn't like I had to talk about facts and figures and statistics and I had to prove a point. I just Mm. had to stand there and say, this is what happened to me. The the other one that is definitely the superstitions one is, is one that I feel, yeah, that was the one that I I learned some really interesting stuff when we were researching that one. The one I also think I really enjoyed doing was the talking about our Ted talks. And it wasn't so much because we found out things from researching it, but bringing back the memories of going through the process because I do even though it was a challenging process it's one of those things you look back on and it's a real nostalgia thing yeah and it's also it's only in recent times only a couple of years ago yes. but it very much feels like a time that I really enjoyed going through that process even even when you were doing yours and I was sort of looking in, on, on the sidelines as mm. well um so it was nice to revisit those memories and yeah, you know yeah, yeah. put them in a sort of structure and an order that we could talk about them because obviously we've talked about the process together a lot but that was really we've never just sat down and, and sort had the conversation had a bit of a reminisce you know reminisce. I'll be honest um the process of you doing your TED talk I did not enjoy that one bit and I'll tell you why um because I was so nervous and there was nothing I could do. I totally and agree. And I absolutely yeah. hated it. I, that was probably when you walked out <laughs> on the on the stage for your TED Talk and I'm in the audience, I can do nothing mm. to help you. Mm. But, you know, smile. <laughs> you know, and, and, and give you a standing ovation at the that's end. That's it, If yeah. you go and watch my TED Talk, by the way, if you go watch both of our TED Talks and you get right to the end, you will see both of us standing up yeah, first yeah, in funny, either of our TED Talks. Yeah. But I think the difference was, because I did mine first, I knew... You know, I'd lived the process mm. and you were just, you were watching me live the process for the first time. Yeah, yeah. When I was watching you, I was watching you go through what I had already been through. Yeah. So it was like, when you were watching me go through mine, you couldn't necessarily relate to how I was feeling. Yeah. But when I was watching you, I was like, oh God, he's feeling this now and he's feeling this. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that because that might make it. And I just, I felt so mm. impotent and helpless mm. that I couldn't do anything yeah. Once I felt nervous for you. Yeah. You know? To be to be fair, I did that. That was the overriding feeling when I was watching you was was yeah. just that feeling of you know oh god I just all I can do is hope it goes well <laughs> yeah. you know and it's really weird because also the other funny thing was I'd heard you <coughs> do the talk so many times yes. and you know you were so prepared and yeah. it was one of those things where if ever 
you know, your friends had a right to feel completely comfortable watching you do it because you knew your talk like the back of your hand. Mm. You still don't know in those circumstances, do you? And you no. still feel like, oh God, I hope it. I hope she yeah. doesn't forget bits and things like well, that. Well, that's how I felt. That's how I felt for you because for me, I know I've got to that weird, weird kind of memory where, mm. like, I it's I wouldn't say I've got a photographic memory, but it's bloody close yeah, is right. what I would say <laughs> so I and I you know I learned it in like a script format so I knew mm. that I would remember every word yeah, of it yeah. um, but because you learned it the way that I learned it but obviously I don't know your processing I just yeah. I was just terrified. Yeah. I, was I, don't, terrified. I don't know about the, just as a, as a little aside here when learning a script I found it really valuable to have the one the one copy that I was learning from so that I knew where on the page I was it, in my in my mind I mean you said this as well I didn't you see the paragraphs. I, it wasn't just that I was giving my talk I knew what page I was on yes. and, and where I was on the page yeah. and, it, and it helped me yeah. to know that I'd remembered everything yeah. and you know what I mean it's well like, that's that's how I had to do it if I couldn't do it that way I was not gonna be able to do it and there were people in my year hmm. who even on dress rehearsal came off and were like oh I was gonna mention that I forgot to mention that yeah but whereas mine was my life story hmm. if I missed a bit out it wouldn't make any sense yeah that's <laughs> like, true that's true yeah but yeah but those, so those two those two yeah that's those are the, two. God, that was a long answer to, yeah, a, to a very simple question apologies um right next one do you want a personal question or do you want a mental health question oh my I feel like I'm on a game show it, um <laughs> let's well let's go over a mental health mental question health then question. okay um this is from Georgina what is one non-negotiable for each of you to benefit your mental well-being Wow, that's a really good question. It's a very good question. Um, I'll, I'll go first. I get go again. On. Not because I'm budding in, but because I've had time to think about yes. these things. For me, um, it's self-care. Mm. Uh, and by that, I mean, um, you'll know when I'm not feeling great because the things that slip uh, are all to do with my self-care. Mm. So I won't do yoga or mm. I'll I'll make excuses and not go to pole mm. or I'll uh, I'll stay up until like 1am and I'll be up really early you know that's they're the sort of things because I know if I'm not taking care of myself mm. that it really really affects my mental health yeah so for me it's um physical activities like yoga and pole and hoop and things like that because I genuinely think you've got to find the right thing for you I'm not an advocate in saying exercise per se is good for your mental health. I know, I know it is, I know there's studies, mm. but you know, for example, if I went out for a run, that would be horrific for my mental health because mm. I hate running. Yeah, so yeah. it's about exercise. Yeah. But doing an activity that you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I think, um, so for me, mm. I would say, but I think the, the point to make here is that all of your self-care regimen should be non-negotiable. There shouldn't be things mm. that oh, I'll, I'll forsake that because of X or Y. I mean, mm. yep. Yeah, emergencies occur we know that there are yes. times when you know we, we can't we can't work out today because oh I've got to go to the hospital you know things yeah. like that I get that and absolutely but, sometimes you just feel like you can't and I had that at the start of this year you know I was very open that my mental health is not great at the start of the year I couldn't even unroll my yoga mat I just couldn't mm. so. but but that's the thing I, I think it's more about mm. other other things mm. interrupting that and taking precedence you know other people's stuff or demands that other people or life makes upon you they don't you don't really want to have that thing where my stuff looking after me will get knocked down the priority list if X or Y. Yes. You know? But the thing I, I, just as you said that, that's coming to my mind, there are two things. 
my walk in the morning yes. is one that I will always do um, because I know how much better it makes me feel to do that. By the way, if you follow me on Instagram, follow my stories, you'll see me on my walk every morning. Get a little thoughts from the in the first thing in the day from Tim there. Thought from the thoughts from the seawall. Yeah, from from the brain of box. They go straight to you. Um, but the the main thing I think I will always always make sure I have scheduled in at least seven hours sleep. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Eight hours is what I want. That's what I have set on my alarm. Yeah. Yeah. But if I if it's been if I we've had a late night, for example, we were up in London seeing a play last night. We were. So we were back a bit late. But if I look at my phone and when I'm setting my alarm, it says less than seven hours. Mm. I will set the alarm to go off later. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I know <clears throat> that I I cannot as much as I can. You know, I've got a wiggle room between eight and seven hours. I know if I go under seven hours. Mm. That's not good for me. No. Yeah, I don't feel good. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to put pressure on people here to get sleep because no, I know yeah. that sleep anxiety is a thing. You know, I did, I did a video on that recently. You don't want to be keeping yourself awake, fretting about not getting enough sleep. But because I'm fortunate enough and I've done enough work on myself to know that when my head hits the pillow, I'm going to be asleep in the matter of three minutes. And it's the most frustrating thing in the world for me. <laughs> you say that, but you're so much better going to sleep now. Because if I'm not asleep in three minutes, guess who is? <laughs> I'm better than I used to, to be. I'm better than I used to be. I used to yeah. be awful. I used to be awful. I used to lay awake a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the 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 thing I would say, yeah, if if it if I know right, I simply wouldn't have enough hours to get a full seven hours here. Mm. Then I will add time on uh, the, in the morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I know is a luxury we have. You know, we we're not getting kids to school in the morning. We're not going into an office to to clock yeah. on or anything like that. But if I didn't have that luxury, I would absolutely be more uh, regimented with w- my bed. bedtime, which we got pretty much anyway. But, I think you know. I, I sleep better in the mornings than I do in the in the night. Because I'm not next to you snoring. <laughs> I'm up and about on my walk. I can starfish. And I can just, uh, no, I don't actually. You know, even when I stay in a hotel, I stayed in a hotel fairly recently. I went up mm. to, where, where did I go? Manchester, I think, without you. Yeah, you did, um, yeah. And I stayed in a hotel bed. and It was, it was a lovely, big, king-size bed. I did not move from my side of it. Like I know, I, I yeah. Just and when don't. you were away, I didn't move from my yeah. side. Your your side of the bed remained made. Made. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny it that, there. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I do. I do sleep. But it's so funny for me when you're like, I need a minimum of seven hours, and I'm like, mm. I need a minimum of ten. <laughs> well, I, I, this is, it's worth saying. We all have a different yeah. body clock in that sense. I know some of the sleep experts listening to this will be saying, "Oh, circadian rhythm," and it's about you know, but human beings are the recycle rate is pretty common for everyone, but. We all have a different quality of sleep. As if well. I have set, if I just get seven hours sleep a night, you would not like me. <laughs> I would not be a nice human being. Would I see that face that you pulled when I slapped you? Exactly that. Face? And the reason I know this is because um, many years ago, I did a job uh, where I had to get up super early, um, and and there was you know times when I was just getting seven hours sleep. And it was horrible. And like, and it wasn't just, you know, oh, do it until you till we get used to it. No, I didn't get used to it. I never got used to it. Mm. I was still like napping in the middle of the day. And, mm. and that was on seven hours, which is what I quote unquote should be getting. Oh, I said unquote. Yeah, there you go. Huh. Oh, that's a, that was a weird, conversation weird, from yeah, yesterday. We were talking about, I saw a thing where someone says, when you say that, do you say quote, end quote, or quote, unquote? And I was like, I think I say end quote but I don't know until I do it and there we go I've just done it and loads of people saying they say quote on quote quote on quote which is wrong it's wrong isn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, wrong. just wrong um but yeah so so seven hours would not be enough for me yeah yeah but we all get right. anyway so yes the answer to your question Georgina is mine was uh, active self-care and mm-hmm. Tim's was walk and sleep yeah yes there you go there we go um right shall I, do, shall I do my one question that I've yes. got now just to slip it in there go on. right this is from Sarah how do you keep yourself positive when helping so many people with their problems? 
Um, I don't. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I think this is one for you more than me. <laughs> I think well, I'll certainly start with this one, and if you've got anything to add to it, yeah. yeah. Um, so when when you become like a therapist as such, if that's the correct term to use for what I am, um, you do have to learn to detach yourself from client work. So yeah, I do spend a large part of my day listening to people's problems and trying to help them with them. But I don't think there's two things. Firstly, I don't think about that outside session. Yeah, I have to be like, right, I'm leaving the stuff here. Once I've typed my notes up, that's where they stay. I don't don't take them with me. And that did take me a while to learn. I've got to be honest. Mm. There were times when I used to take the thoughts of my clients' problems, you know, to the sofa with me in the evening and things like that. And and it's not it's not healthy. If you if you ever do any sort of therapy work, you'll know this that you start off and and it feels quite draining because Mm. you are talking about things regularly that are troubling Mm. but then you have to learn to separate your work from your home life yes the second thing I would say is that when I'm working with clients I'm not a life coach or a counsellor so I'm not there saying, right, what's going on with this aspect of your life? Mm. What can we do about this aspect of your life? I'm what not, you should do is this. What you, yeah, yeah, I'm not strategizing how we're going to solve your problem. Mm. What I am doing is helping people strategize their own responses and their own mindset so that they can then deal with the day-to-day issues that arise. You know, mm. So I'm not necessarily um, going through the detail and, and how life is going to function for people. I'm helping them get the right emotional responses the right reactions and the right feelings and thoughts so that then when they do have a challenge, they know how to deal with it in best order rather than um, struggling with it, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. So it's all very much kind of, um, yeah, it's all very much. And the the other thing I should say as well, I will very often, a lot of my sessions are clients coming back saying, I feel amazing. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, since the last session we did, this has happened and this has happened and I've been feeling like this. So I, you, That's I also... That's because you're very good at what you do. I'm okay. Um, <laughs> but but I get those amazingly uplifting moments at work mm. as well where they've got the other side of their issue and yeah, now yeah. their mind is responding in the way they're, they're happier with. So, yeah. it, you know, it is, it, it, you know, there's, there's the, the good and the bad, you know. So it, it levels out, I think. Yeah, I, I think I have an answer. Go on. Uh, I struggle with empathy <laughs> no genuinely we've, we've we've had this conversation yeah, and yeah. i know we joke about oh ha, ha, it's a psychopath um, <laughs> but, but um yeah i i massively struggle with empathy yeah, uh, yeah. so people can t- like obviously i'm not a mental health professional like tim is uh i'm just a woman with a microphone but <laughs> um but i i do get obviously people who don't know me tell me about their issues because yeah. you know they've either been through similar yeah. or they can relate to what I'm saying mm. or they want to make me feel better which is very kind you know yeah. so I do get people tell me their their problems yeah and I will happily you know chat with them and yeah. talk to them but I don't take it on mm. because I struggle with empathy yeah this is it. I think to, to be fair what you do naturally is probably one of those skills that therapists need to develop, mm. which is not joining people in their, not their reality. Because I know a lot of therapists will say you have to join people in their reality. Mm. You don't join them to the point where you're feeling their sorrow or their pain. No. You, you join them to the point where you listen and you understand. Mm. And, and then, it's, I always think of it like this. It's not my job to get down in the hole with you mm. where the view is just wall all around us. Yeah. yeah. My job is to join you to the point where I'm reaching down to help lift you out. Yeah. And my job is to shout down into the hole saying, you're right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
when you're ready, we're up here. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. But to be fair, I mean, it, it sounds it sounds quite cold to say you struggle with empathy. Yeah. But I know exactly what you mean by that because you're you're absolutely there for all person. of your friends and for people that reach out to you. Mm. You have you have a great giving spirit in that sense. Mm. But you you do have that that quality. Let's where, call it quality. Yeah, let's call it quality. If you, you could check any, a, was it was it the psychopath test that was like, something like that? Yeah, yeah. But where where you don't necessarily automatically take on board yeah. the the pain. Yeah, you know? I think as well. There's a bit of me not to get too deep, but um, especially if you've listened to any of the the you know my story or you've listened to my TED, I've been through a lot of shit. Like mm. I've been through a lot to the point where I think there's a bit of my brain that goes, oh, no, we're not taking on anything any more than we have to. Well, okay, right. what do you think then? Do you think it's that your mind has learned to detach from the stuff that you don't need to engage with? Or do you feel like you it's dulled you? In time? You know, like when we've had yeah. extreme experiences, the slightly mundane stuff doesn't seem that uh, yeah. stimulating to us anymore. I'm not sure which one it is, but I do think it's the same one that, you know, because again, this makes me sound like a cold-hearted friendless psychopath of which I am not but I don't I don't miss people and I don't you know like I miss you if you're not around but just generally you know like whenever when we were going through you know all the lockdowns and everyone's like oh Mm. I just want to see people I just I just want to be left alone yeah Um, yeah, yeah. quite frankly so I think I don't know I don't know what it is I think that is see I've thought we've talked about this before I feel quite similar in as much as so you know me I don't I'm quite bad at staying in touch with friends. You do all the staying in touch with our friends, yeah. you know, and I'm Oh, I I'm love quite... chatting to my mates. Yeah. If they call me, though, I will stare mm. at the phone until it stops ringing. But it's like, I, because I'm, I'm kind of, I, I feel like I have a fair degree of autonomy in terms of my emotional well-being. Mm. I, I, I struggle at the thought of not having you by my side. Mm. But apart from that, you know, as a unit, we, we function yes. quite well. We're, we're not necessarily completely self-sufficient, but, you know, we, yeah. we have... We know, so like our team. ideal, our ideal setup would be just us on a desert island with everything we needed. You know, as many coconuts as we needed, pretty much <laughs> that kind of. And and, and yeah. it does it does feel that way a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. But I'm not a psychopath, is what I should should point out. That's what a psychopath would say, though, isn't it? It is right. <laughs> um, okay, next one. I've got from. Let's do. Let's do this one. Actually, talking about us being a team and being a unit. This is from Elaine, and she says, "How do you resolve disagreements in relationships? What works for you both?" Oh, I can I can answer this one straight away Please without do. having to think about it. Right, go for it. We resolve disagreements straight away, mm. and we. I tell you the one rule that you had before I met you that I had before I met you as well, which oh, is okay. probably why we work this stuff out really quickly is that we don't get personal when we're disagreeing yes so we always remember i'm disagreeing with the person i love the most and who cares about me more than anyone else on the planet yes so it doesn't get abusive it doesn't get accusatory name calling we at no point adopt the position where this person's trying to hurt me Mm. because we know we're trying to help each other at all times and trying to make each other happy yeah so we we i think if you if you go with that and, and you don't you don't make the mistake of, so we've got a disagreement. What tends to happen is people then say things in a way that causes a further disagreement, in, as in, I'm hurt that you said it in that fashion, or you shouted yeah, at yeah, me, yeah. or you then gave, you insulted me in that way. Yeah. Mm. So we do our best not to exacerbate any disagreement with the way we're now dealing with it. Yes. And, and to be fair, I, you know, I, rem- I remember one of the things I liked about you straight away was that you hate arguing. Mm. 
you you absolutely you've got almost a phobia of arguing so to, to the point it. Yeah. and i'd like to point out for the people who are listening who like to attribute everything that i do and think with my growing up no i didn't grow up in a volatile household mm. i didn't grow up in an argumentative household i grew up in a very loving household a loving quiet household same as yeah mm. my i remember once my mum and dad had a disagreement mm. and it absolutely scared the the life out of me yeah, yeah. i was i was massively anxious for weeks mm. because they'd argued about something and yeah. I was like they don't do that what's going on are they going to get a divorce I thought it was the end of the world you know <laughs> yeah and um yeah and, and it was so yeah my, my environment growing up was very much at peace yes. with, with each other you know I just I just don't like it and you know I, I I know there are some people that believe that well arguing in a relationship shows you care when you stop arguing you stop caring and I think that's bullshit quite frankly I think yeah. that you know so yeah, some people might be more volatile, but I can't understand any situation or any disagreement that you have that can't be solved with, okay, let me tell you why that made me feel like shit, Yeah, and then we'll go from there. Also, I can't imagine, and I know that in the past, I've been in relationships where disagreements have extended over a period of time, Yeah, like, you know, for hours or, or even days, mm-hmm. you know, and I know that we, whenever we have anything where we've, you know, pissed the other person off... Mm. With you know, even if we we separate in different rooms, if we like, calm down. <laughs> yeah, then within certainly not more than half an hour, mm. we are now together, apologising to each other mm. and and sorting it out, you know, yeah. in, in a meaningful. So it's it's like we never never let anything fester and never make the mistake of bringing in insults mm. as if the person you're dealing with doesn't like you or something like that. Yeah, because if you know if it's the case they don't, then what are you doing with them? No, exactly. But we know that we're you that know, we are team box you know yeah. that's it there's no and you can't take it back yeah that's you can't it, yeah. take it back once you've said those things and you've you've been that you can't take it back so only say it if you absolutely mean it and then yeah. if you absolutely mean it why are you together yeah yeah you know? exactly exactly yeah, yeah. I, I think i know there's this thing where oh a marriage is you've got to work hard at it you've got to really you know and it makes it sound like a war of attrition or something you go <laughs> and i do i do think you've got to You've got to always remind yourself that you're. This is the one person who will give everything for you and yeah. fight your corner. Yeah, that there's gonna. You're never gonna meet someone else, mm. and I'll never meet anyone else mm. that loves me to the degree you do. Mm. That would go to the lengths you would go to to make me happy. Mm. So why on earth would I then call you names or you know mm. upset you? It just doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. But I don't. I don't think that's that's just. I've just always believed that. It's like you, you come to that conclusion by going through relationships that aren't yeah. built on that footing, don't you? You know, like we do see those things, like you say that marriage is hard work. Marriage is this. Marriage. Is that. Mm. This marriage is the easiest thing in mm. my life. Yeah, you yeah. know, just yeah. natural and easy and. Yeah, we just, and we're not sitting here saying we've got perfect relationship and we never argue because we do. Mm. We annoy each other. We get on each other's tits because, you know, we we live and work in the same building. You know, yeah. we, we're around each other all of the time. Mm. So obviously, naturally, like the tectonic plates of the earth, we're going to grind on each other occasionally. But I don't see the point in perpetuating it. Mm. And I don't see the point in carrying it on. And I will be the first person to say, okay, what have I, and you do this as well. It'll be like, yeah. okay, what have I done? to make them that way let's talk about it and you know and I don't 
and I'm not one of those people. I don't just apologize for apology's sake, mm. you know, because if I've if I've upset you in any way, then I am truly sorry for that. So I'll I'll, mm. I'll go and I'll look at that, and you know, and and we both just yeah, we we don't apologize. Because I, I don't believe as well, because I will say I've been in a horrible gaslighting relationship mm. where the other person has made me feel like everything is my fault all of the time. It's because of my problems. It's because of my issues. And I've apologised when I knew damn well mm. I had nothing to be apologising for, that yeah. they were the one that should be apologising. Yeah. But it, we're not saying it in that way. It's, you know, it's we are generally genuinely sorry if we, we've hurt each other's feelings and then we go from there yeah so i suppose yeah the the biggest the biggest takeaway from that um you know how do you resolve disagreements is to talk about them yeah is to be a grown-up and just yeah. talk about it yeah yeah even if it's maybe a little bit difficult or if it's about something that you don't really want to talk about um what was it communication is key yeah yeah and this is again you know so i'm as, as some people may be perhaps a little bit older than you a little bit i suppose um but i, I think i needed to be mm. to reach emotional maturity yes to the point that, that you're at you yeah know? so i feel and i know people it is kind of a cliche isn't it, that guys take longer to mature emotionally only because they're allowed to yeah, and also only because they're encouraged to yeah. not be emotionally mature. In mm. in uh, now we're getting into a different subject, aren't we? Yeah, but uh, without wishing to make sweeping generalisations. The patriarchy. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and that's your one. So. <laughs> that's a wonderful podcast. Um, but so it, it's yeah. So I, I do think that's it, we're fortunate that we've met each other at the right time in our yes. lives, where we both reached that sort of level of emotional maturity, where we we recognise a good thing when yes. we've got it and, and want to protect it. And we're not saying you know we're saying emotional maturity. We're not saying anything else because you know we sit here with all of your comic memorabilia. We're just a few steps away from all of my uh, Disney Legos. You exactly. know, we, uh, we're sitting on Chris Evans cushions. We are. Sort of thing, we are. Yeah. Thank you, Chanel. Um, young at heart, but emotional maturity. Yeah, what a lovely way to be. I'm pleased with that. That describes us. Right. Okay. 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 Next one. Mm -hmm. um, this one is for you, really. Oh, really? Because I feel like you will answer this better than I can. My favourite words at Christmas. This one is for you. <laughs> My oh. favourite words at Christmas. We don't have to see anybody. Um, <laughs> right. So uh, this is from Abby. Um, I worry my anxiety will forever follow me around like a little rain cloud ready to burst. Do you have any strategies? Um, I think, okay, that is, that is yes, very for me, isn't it? Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> First of all, viewing anxiety as a, as a thing, as a, as a, as a you know, an object, mm. you know, it, that's, that's probably not the best way of looking at it. It isn't something that's just, so I, I don't know if it's going to rain tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. And I have no control of whether it rains tomorrow. Yes. I do have control over what, how I feel in terms of my emotional responses. Yeah? Yes. Now, I get that when we very much experienced anxiety as something that just landed on us, suddenly we were really anxious, it feels like we have no control over it. Mm. That's because our emotions are the realm of our subconscious, which we don't necessarily always feel directly in control of. Mm. Yeah? Um, but our job is to work out why we feel anxious. Okay, that I always think that's the first thing. Mm. What am I feeling currently? I, I need to pay attention to. What's my mind drawing my attention to? What's what if my they automatically come back and say, I don't know? I don't yeah. know. If we don't know, mm. then, but I already, I already know that's the answer from, mm. from the question you've asked me mm. because you're perceiving anxiety like a rain cloud ready to burst. It could just, you know, someday it's going to rain sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now the thing we're anxious about is when our anxiety is going to strike. Yes. And that's the, that's the point where 
I suppose you could describe that as now a disordered response. And mm. I've got my air quotes fingers up. Quote, quote unquote. unquote. Quote, unquote, yeah. <laughs> um, is that because it, it's an emotional confusion mm. going on there, is that we've, we've perceived anxiety to be something that could happen at any time for no reason. No, no, there's always a reason. Yeah, yeah. Feeling anxious is perfectly okay. Some days it rains. Yeah. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it, you've got to remember that if it's raining, it's because a part of you is saying, hmm, I think I'm concerned about this or that or X or Y, whatever it is. If we can listen to that part of us and, and understand why it's feeling concerned, mm. then we don't have to fear the concern. We just have to address the concern, yeah? And, and what has happened here probably is that somebody's felt anxious for so long mm. and so for seemingly such small, insignificant things yes. that they've perceived there as being no reason. I don't know what I'm anxious about. Mm. And, and they've just become anxious about anxiety now. Yeah. So it's okay if it rains. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Mm. Yeah, we all have the, the possibility of, of it raining some days. And, and I wouldn't, if you, funny thing is, if you stop fearing that happening, you get a lot more sunny days. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's the best, you know, that, that's probably the best answer I can give to that question in a sort of short form. I would like to also add to that to um, watch Tim's TED Talk, where he can talk a little bit longer about yeah, it, yeah. where you do talk about how to stop feeling anxious about yeah I could also you know I do a weekly live on YouTube where you do get to ask questions of me and I do get to answer them uh, in a slightly longer yeah. format because we get you know half hour 45 minutes to actually explore topics there I have a question for you oh okay this is on the list I have a question for you Go on. are you annoyed isn't the right word right are mm. you perturbed in a way by how in recent times mm. the media make out anxiety mm. to be um anything other than just an emotion that we normally have yeah so portraying it as a, as a disorder or a malfunction or an, or an illness, illness. Yeah. yeah 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 um because that's what i'm seeing i know i personally am seeing a lot more of that of mm. people you know talking about their anxiety illness or their you know yeah i think it i think it's slightly troubling mm. because I get why. Mm. I feel I get why anyway, because when I was going through anxiety issues, mm. it wasn't necessarily out there in the general, you know, zeitgeist mm. that ang people could suffer with anxiety. Mm. Yeah. And, and to be fair, I don't think when I was experiencing high anxiety, I don't think I knew what anxiety meant. I think I was thinking, <laughs> I was saying nervous, worried, you know, things like that. Anxious, nervous, worried. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, and I, so I, I think it needed to come into people's awareness. Yes. And also I think people needed to stop being told, just get over it. Just yeah, stop thinking yeah, about yeah. it. You know, just cheer get up. Get yourself outside. Exactly. And it's like we experience life differently. Yes. And it's all based on what we've been through growing up and all of our experiences and stuff like that. Mm. You know, there's, we know there's three major factors to mm. how anxious we, we have a, 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 dis, a disposition to feel. One is, is genetics, yeah, a small mm. part of it is genetics, mm. yeah. The major parts are environmental and psychological. Right. And we don't get to control what we go through. No. So what, what environment we're in right now, what we've gone through in the past when we were younger in terms of what, uh, what psychological framework has been built up us. in our mind. Yeah. So we, there's going to be some of us mm. that really struggle with anxious feelings. We yeah, feel yeah, more yeah. anxious than the person that's been through bugger all. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. um, and, and I think that needed to be recognised mm. and it needs to be validated that mm. it's, it's okay. You're not deciding to be anxious, yeah? Mm. The danger there is that then we classify it as an illness mm. and the, per, the normal person in the street 
now perceives themselves to have contracted anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like what happens is you feel physical symptoms. You know, maybe you're experiencing racing heart, sweating, palpitations. You know, all the chest pains, all the stuff that comes with feeling high levels of anxiety and panic on a, on a semi regular basis. Yeah. yeah, you go to the doctor. Mm. I want to know what's wrong with me. Yeah, the doctor does a lot of tests. The mistake people make here is thinking he's testing for anxiety. Mm. He's not. He's testing for physical medical problems that could yeah, cause yeah. those symptoms. When everything comes back clear, the doctor says it's an anxiety issue. What do they call that? It's a exclusion, um, diagnosis of exclusion. That's it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we perceive that the doctor has done tests and run them on us and told us we have an anxiety. Right. The results have come back. It's anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Now, what the doctor is saying to you is good news. There's nothing physically wrong with you. Mm. What that means is that you're somatizing the symptoms based on how anxious you feel about what's going on in your life. Yes. Yeah? Now, that's okay. That's good news. Because mm. that means that no matter how you feel physically, you know, you don't need to have any concern or worry that there's something physically wrong with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that's happening is your mind is getting perhaps more concerned about day-to-day -day stuff and to. amplifying it into life or death stuff, mm. yeah, which is really easy to do as human beings. It's what we do, yeah? yeah. So I, I oh, think... Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what I mean? We've all done it, haven't yeah. we? We've all, we've all sort of had that moment where we get really, really worried about something. Can I just say, I'm going through that right now. We, we know we're, I'm waiting for something to, to, to come in the post. And yeah. every so often, I'm like, la, 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 living my life... <gasps> Yeah, you get the little heart. Is that, yeah, is that, yeah, is that thing going to happen? It's, yeah, and, yeah. And, and I just need it to not. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just need it to calm down. It'll arrive when it arrives, but I'm very much like, yeah. Hello. <laughs> that's the but thing that's been keeping that, me that's up. It, but this is it. That, that's human. That's yeah, not a yeah, disorder. Yeah. That's not an illness. That's being human. Yeah. yeah? And, and, you know, I'll, I'll see parents will come to me yeah. and say, should I bring my child to getting really anxious about exams? I'm like, yeah, that it's exam time. They're going to get anxious. I will say, I never got anxious about exams. You don't want to know why? Because I didn't care about them. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, I don't think it's a great, that's a great solution. I went solution. to theatre school. I didn't need you, you your science sing. exam. You were going to sing for a living. I was. Look how that turned out. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, but yeah, so, but there are things that we're going to get anxious yeah. about. That's okay. And some things we're going to get very anxious about when really we don't need to get very anxious about them. You no. Know? But that's what happens. And I think what, what's happened here is that people needed to have validation and be heard and it'd be okay that they feel more anxious than the person next to them yes the problem there is that it's now been labeled as an illness and now we feel like we're locked in to this anxiety response because we have anxiety, anxiety. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. the thing that frustrates me yeah mm -hmm. if you want to actually say what, what gets on my wick yeah, yeah is seat when belts. It, yeah seat belts <laughs> and then the second a close second is the is those things you see on instagram where they say something like things people don't realize we go through when we have anxiety yeah if we yeah, you know, yeah. people with anxiety will experience this and it's yeah. like okay you're, you're just perpetuating that rhetoric that says you are an anxiety sufferer yeah rather yeah. than okay your mind has learned an exaggerated response that we need to learn you out of. If that yes. makes sense, you know. Yes. So yeah, a, a little bit. To be fair, I was I was starting that answer by like, no, it doesn't bother me at all, and now I'm like, yeah, guess I'm a whip. <laughs> but, well, because I see it. Because obviously, you know, um, if regular listeners will know, I have um, hypermobility syndrome, which uh, has actually been recategorized lately as um, hypermobile Ellis Danlos syndrome. So obviously, if you know Ellis Danlos is a really big thing, and if you have sort of like 
severe Ehlers-Danlos. It's um, it's very debilitate, debilitating, and yeah. it's it's very life um, limiting. Um, and they've got different branches off of that. And one of those branches is hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos, which is what I've got, which means I've got bendy joints, which is you know fine. But when they start causing you pain, and when they start causing internal issues, which I won't. Um, bore you with especially if you're eating breakfast but I have uh, I have all of that basically and I'm finding more and more anxiety mm. being labeled in the same way that things like yeah yeah physical yeah. almost disabilities yeah I, and I, this is the thing we're, we're drifting into yeah, yeah, yeah. Potentially... We'll, talk, we'll talk we can talk about this another time yeah but but I mean, just... no what I mean is we're drifting into ground here mm. that it potentially now starts to offend people who experience high anxiety yes. yeah and oh god that wouldn't be my intention yeah. as but, well. the, but what I mean but that's the thing that's why it's so it's so difficult mm. to get clarity on what's going on here yeah, yeah. I'm everyone perf- experiences things differently as well yeah and this is the thing you know I mean you know my TED talk I say anxiety isn't an illness mm. I'm I'm perfectly comfortable with people labeling it as such yeah but let's not label it as an illness that like a chronic illness that we're stuck with for the rest of our life mm. let's say okay it's an illness then if you like yeah but we can recover from it yeah yeah and, and it sometimes part of the recovering from it is no longer perceiving anxiety to be the demon to be the the problem yeah, yeah? the and, rain and like, cloud the rain cloud exactly so um yeah that was Good question, Britt. Thanks for that oh, one. You're very welcome. Um, right, I've got I've got one more, and then okay. we'll wrap it up because cool. we're getting to that time. And this yeah. is a nice light one to finish on. Lovely. Uh, this is from Nick, and this is: When was your first date, and what did you do? Our first date. So does right. So I'll I'll I've thought about this. Go right. On. So technically, technically, Tim and I did not have a first date. Because we were we were friends, we met each other, we became good friends um, before we started uh, before we started dating and, and going out. And this was probably you know in the realms of, of seven eight years ago now at this yeah. point. Um, but what we class as our first date, because obviously you know when you just meet somebody and you, you're chilling out with them and you haven't gone on a date, was the first time we went for coffee together. Yes, that's true. I suppose yeah. So that, was that the first is time. what I class as our first date, and yeah. we went. Um, to a hotel nearby that had a cafe in the ground floor yes that isn't there anymore it isn't there anymore yeah Yeah, where we actually met and sat and had a coffee and just got to know each other a little bit that whole area isn't there anymore but there is now opposite a brand new starbucks and we go there occasionally we do don't we yeah the first time we met though was as i think we've said this before is a networking christmas party it was and and now i talk about funny Funny moments. Yeah. This is another funny moment that I, I remember. Is we met there like whatever year it was. And yeah. it was just we were both at the same networking Christmas do. Yes. And then it was like a couple of years later or something. We were at that Christmas do, but we were together now. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and you said to me something like, "It's funny because this is this event a couple of years was when we first met." Yeah. And I said something like. Well, it's funny you should say that. And then I sort of went to get you down on one knee. You reached into your pocket <laughs> and then you got off your chair to get down on one knee. And my immediate thought was, you are not proposing to me <laughs> in this awful hotel. You are not doing this to me. And I know it wasn't. And he wasn't. Yeah. And then he faked out a couple more proposals. Oh, you say I faked out. I didn't fake out Hastings the proposal. Pier. Hastings, Hastings Pier. Hastings Pier was... 
we're walking along Hastings Pier. So, so as, it was as, a beautiful day. We'd had a lovely day together. The sun was shining. We were at the end of the pier looking out over the sea, which is something we love to do. We'd said we loved each other. Then all of a sudden... We walk, we're walking along and I dropped to my knee... To tie my shoelace. At the yeah. end of the pier to on a tie, sunny day when tie. we were having a lovely day. I can't dictate when my shoelace is going to become untied, okay? <laughs> and I thought, and people looked over, people thought you were doing it. I thought you were doing you it. Went, <gasps> I did. And you were like, what? Oh, no. And you got up and I punched you in the arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Happy day. <laughs> but um but then you you did when you did eventually it, propose yeah it was it was actually quite soon after that wasn't it so we it was in. and you were torn between doing it where you did it which was in the middle of the sea <laughs> yeah. sitting on some rocks with a, an expensive engagement ring in a waterproof pouch in your swimming trunks well I, yeah we, we swam out to Talk the about anxiety yeah yeah and um it was in Fuerteventura, our favorite, our favorite beach, and it just so that's the sort of that's me. That's where I'm going to propose. Yeah, somewhere meaningful. You thought about doing it in the karaoke bar, though. I did think about doing it in the karaoke <laughs> bar because I know that's like one of your favorite places. That, weirdly, it was it was um, yeah. Gilly's left. Yeah, that's true. Our favorite karaoke singer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, he's a performer. Thank you. Oh, you know what I mean. Oh yeah, we don't record him karaoke singer. No. He's a professional. I mean, he's not listening, so it's fine. <laughs> but the somebody. It, the, my decision, my, my dilemma was cleared up like the week that we were there yeah. because somebody else proposed at the karaoke bar. It, and it went horrifically And it was wrong. terrible, wasn't it? Was it was so bad. It was like he got he got the performers to propose for him. Yes. And he was just standing next to her. Didn't get on one no, knee or anything. No ring, no and nothing. And she looked absolutely mortified. mortified. Yeah. And, it and was she was like... like um, yeah, okay. And yeah. I was like, that's not happening, is it? Yeah, and I thought, that's not what I want our memory to be of us <laughs> getting engaged. I mean, I would have said yes, wherever it was. I know. <laughs> but, yeah, I wanted it to be a special memory. Ah, oh, well, there we go. There we go. Well, thanks thanks to everyone for the questions. They, they were really good questions as well. I feel like we should do we should do like Q&A ones more often because they weren't just like, oh, tell us about yourself. They, that did feel relevant to... Yeah. To mental health and yes, everything, a lot I of agree. that. I so agree. maybe maybe we should do that a bit more often because sometimes when we're trying to come up with subjects, you know, perhaps we're not going to hit the mark in terms of what people want to hear. I mean, us we talk can about. talk. <laughs> we absolutely can. That's, that's, that's why we started this no podcast. No lie, there is. Yeah, <laughs> we've been doing it for a year. We've just been talking for a year. Yeah. No, but that was really good. Uh, thank you so much to everyone for sending in your questions. Really, really appreciate those. And yeah, like Tim said, we'll probably do a few more of these Q and As because I really like them. And also. Um, I get, both of us get quite a lot of mental health questions and just other relationship questions and other things sent in quite often that sometimes we haven't got time to mm. give a good answer to. So things like this, things like Tim's um, Friday evening YouTube live, they're the best ways to kind of just have our attention for a little bit and actually get get a good yeah. response, I think. So, yeah, so yeah well, I, I, do, I did enjoy this. I hope you enjoyed this as well. I hope you enjoyed this, Tim. I enjoyed it, yes. Wonderful. Um, so, yes, we'll probably be doing a few more of these. So keep an eye on my social media uh, and Tim's social media because that is where you will find the information for when we're next going to do a Q&A um, and I tend to do the little Q&A boxes on my stories. So you can come find me on Instagram at BritMarieBox. You can find Tim at TimBoxMindCoach. Also, go check out Tim's YouTube channel of the same name 
name, Tim Box Mind Coach, where he has amazing videos about um, helping your mental health, your anxiety, uh, all of your emotional well-being. And on Friday evenings, he does a YouTube live where you can get in your questions for that and have this wonderful man's attention for half an hour. You get to look at him and he looks very gorgeous today, I must say. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so thanks for listening. And whatever you do, always remember, keep thinking outside the box. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.